Welcome to Let's Talk About Life, a podcast brought to you by LifeBank, the organ, eye, and tissue recovery agency in Northeast Ohio. Donation can be a complicated subject, but it is really all about life. So spend a few minutes as we unravel the complexities of donation. So come on, let's talk about life. We've all heard the old saying that time flies when you're having fun. And in this case, that applies 100%. LifeBank released our first episode of Let's Talk About Life on February 4th, 2020. And we've had the pleasure of talking with donor family members, individuals on the waiting list, transplant recipients, partners, and of course, my stellar coworkers. Every episode and every story told is intended to lift the veil of mystery and bust those misconceptions of organ, eye, and tissue donation. Hi, you're listening to episode 100 of Let's Talk About Life. Woohoo! I am your host, Colleen Gerber, kidney recipient and LifeBank staff member. We are celebrating today. The milestone of 100 episode is rather a large one. Since the beginning, we've had over 12,600 listens and more importantly, have been able to demonstrate the power of donation and the medical miracle of transplantation for so many men, women, and children. A big celebration calls for bringing in the big guns and there is no one better at LifeBank to celebrate with me than CEO Gordon Bowen. Gordon, can you believe we've reached 100 episodes already? No, I cannot, Colleen. And first of all, congratulations to you for coordinating this because I think this is a perfect opportunity to be creative and innovative and get the word out about the organ, eye, and tissue donation need, not only in Northeast Ohio, but across the United States. And you've done a great job by pulling in tons of people that live and breathe our mission and vision and values each and every day. And you're exactly right. Time has flown by. Uh, We started this during COVID. And uh, we're able to push forward and continue to get the message out about organized tissue donation. Yeah, it's really been a wonderful treat to be able to bring this and continue to produce these episodes through the pandemic and share our message with everybody. Why do you think the podcast model is so effective in helping us spread the word about our mission? Yeah, as you and I have talked before, no one tells a story better than those touched by organized tissue donation. And these podcasts over the first 100 episodes have included donor families, recipients, those waiting, living donors, people from our hospitals, people from the community, our great partners that help us support organized tissue donation. You know, you and I can talk and could have done the 100 episodes by ourselves, right? But it's really involving those people that are touched. And we've had so many people telling their stories. You know, a picture's worth a thousand words. And to be able to tell stories. It really gets a point across. And to hear from those people that touch by it makes all the difference in the world. And I think that's what the community needs to hear. Absolutely. I agree 100%. And I think it's important not only to share the LifeBank story, but to educate the community that we're not in this alone. We cannot do this mission alone. And we have so many fabulous partners, and we've highlighted some of them over the last 100 episodes. For example, MOTEP, CEO Action, Eversight, Transplant House, uh, TRIO, Bush Funeral Homes, 
the Cleveland Eye Bank Foundation, and of course, our Cleveland Clinic Transplant Center and the University Hospitals Transplant Institute, to name a few. And there's so many more. But Gordon, why do you think that's important to include our partners? Clearly, they help us in so many ways. Like you mentioned, we are only 150 employees. We cover 4.3 million people here in Northeast Ohio, and we need people to get the word out for us. And you're exactly right. Donation doesn't happen by LifeBank alone. It happens by someone registering to be a donor, a family helping with the donation process and the consent process, the donor hospital that refers that potential donor to us, you know, working with all the physicians and the funeral homes and the coroners, along with all the great transplant centers to get that circle of life to come to fruition. And again, we can't do it alone. And our partners that help us along the way, not only financially to support community outreach initiatives, but they're also involved in the donation process in so many ways. And I think just to get that message out there and and pull in people, it leads to more volunteers for us. Uh, We have great board members, we have great staff, and all that puts that big puzzle together so that donation and that miracle of the gift of life can actually happen. We also affect so many. I mean, we're in schools, we're in uh, the churches. Of course, we are limited during the pandemic, but we still provided resources online for people. And I think what's important for me is that we really want people to be educated about organ and tissue donation, either from the medical professional and who works with us or the community who have to make that decision to say yes. That's one thing I love about these podcasts is they really do take the mystery away from organ donation. We know people have some misconceptions and uh, we keep fighting that every day, right? We certainly do. And uh, you've done a great job with the podcast to, uh, to put that out there. And I think that's our job to continue to always do that. And if I could, Colleen, I would like to say, you know, you mentioned a ton of great podcasts and a lot of the, a lot of the topics, but I'd like to uh, shout out our LifeBank staff as well, because I think they have done a phenomenal job. We've had them speak uh, on topics tied to the consent process and working with donor families during the toughest time of their life or the hospital relationships that we have to have and have the staff to go out there and work to make sure that donation doesn't fall through the cracks. Our great bereavement services department that follows our donor families for up to two years if they so choose. Uh, and then clinical staff, again, to go in to manage that donor to make sure we can recover as many organs, eyes, and tissues as possible. And again, we could not do that without the great staff at LifeBank. And I know that they've been involved in some of the podcasts in the past as well, along with all the other great volunteers tied to our mission. Absolutely. Uh, a couple of episodes that stand out for me. We had Kelly Armstead Dickerson, who is a family support liaison, which I hold them in the highest esteem. They work with donor families and at a time of tragedy, they actually start the donation conversation. But we reunited her with one of her donor families, Jaylene Roberts, whose son Jaylin was a donor. And how emotional that was to see that after all these years, Jaylene is still grateful to Kelly and LifeBank for helping her through such a terrible, terrible tragedy. Take a listen to a small part of episode 79, Asking for the Gift, with these two extraordinary women. Actually, didn't put two and two together that I had some connection with her before I met her on her job. And when I 
put that connection together after we met about Jalen, it made it that much more special because he was everything that should have happened. Like, he reached out to some funeral homes for me. He explained the part to where I had an aunt who needed a kidney and that we could see if Jalen matched my aunt. Where I also had a friend who needed a kidney, and unfortunately he didn't match them, but he was able to help other people. But she just had every answer to every question, and she just cared about what she was doing. I think that was the best part about it, is it wasn't that she was just asking because it was her job. I felt like she cared. Kelly, going back to your professional role with LifeBank, what advice would you have for anybody in a traumatic situation that you experience every day? What, what kind of advice would you give? One of the biggest things that I would say is not allowing other people in your family or friend circle to make decisions for you. Donation is one of those things that it is a legacy, can be a legacy for many people. And we feel like everybody should have that opportunity. And I think, especially with Miss Jaylene, she really took that time to think about it and make that independent decision for herself. I feel like some families that I work with, rather, allow people to sort of pressure them into making the decision for their loved ones not to be a donor. And I think that they should really take the time to, to think about it themselves and allow that decision to happen naturally with their own time frame. Oh my gosh, Gordon, how inspirational is that? I'm always, always amazed by our donor families. Amazing. Another one I know you remember and loved was when we spoke with Chase Del Ferraro. Chase is a 14-year-old liver recipient now. Unbelievable. I know. And we've had the privilege of watching him grow up. That's another one of my favorite things about LifeBank. We see these kids that hardly stood a chance at life when they were infants. And because of transplantation, they're thriving and growing and, and wonderful. Let's take a listen to Chase Del Ferraro as he talks about his own gift of life in episode 59 called Smallest Angels, Biggest Gifts. What do you think about receiving the gift of life? Honestly, I, I think that like it's awesome to receive a gift of life because I just have like that angel over me watching me and they saved my life and like that'll always be in the back of my head. Like I'll never forget that. And I know because of that, I know that I need to take care of my body a little bit more than a little bit other people just because of that. But that's worth it because they saved my life and without them, I might have died. Hard to believe he is so grown up. Yeah, and I know. Uh, I remember meeting Chase and his family at the Walk and Run many years ago, over a decade ago. And uh, it's amazing to see these kids and, and just the volunteers that continually stay in touch with LifeBank, whether it's the Walk and Run, Over the Edge, you know, doing presentations in the community, being on our board, whatever that may be. They're great individuals that have always stepped up. And they're so loyal to our mission and we can never repay them. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, to think now that Chase is working. <laughs> you know, I remember him sliding across the dance floor as a little guy. 
Um, it's phenomenal and such a privilege. Another one of my favorite episodes, I have to say, was when I interviewed my husband, Ernie, who had a cornea transplant. And truthfully, Gordon, I had no clue how bad his eyesight was. In his left eye, he was legally blind. And the cornea transplant, the gift of a cornea from a tissue donor, just has changed our life, not just his, but mine as well. And how wonderful is that to share those kinds of stories with individuals? I could not agree more than that. We've always talked about it. One of my favorite sayings is that donation and transplantation can happen to anybody, anywhere, anytime. You're a perfect example, Colleen, with your, with your kidney and with Ernie's cornea. You, know, you never know, right? Like we said, there's no discrimination. There, there, there has nothing to do with race or your political views. I mean, donation is donation, right? And we're all susceptible to being a donor. We all have the opportunity to register to be an organized tissue donor. We never know when that's going to happen. And to always be prepared and be that opportunity to be a hero for a perfect stranger, as, as there's no greater gift than that. You are so right. Is there anything you want to add before we wrap up? No, just a special thank you to you. I mean, Aww. you've done a phenomenal job putting this uh, podcast together and uh, to get the word out and to be creative. Like I, I mentioned earlier, we've got to figure out better ways. You know, the BMVs, we're not in there as often as we used to. People are getting their driver's license at eight years. We've got to be creative. And I would call out to the entire community, help us. You know, help us get the word out in many ways to get people to register to be an organized tissue donor by going to our, our, our website, lightbank.org, or any other way to get the, the message out there because there's still people dying every day waiting for an organ. Uh, more people are waiting for a tissue transplant, corneal transplant. We need to get more registered donors. So anything the community can do to help us, we certainly appreciate it. And again, congratulations on the 100th episode. Thank you so much, Gordon. It's really been an honor and privilege. And we are going to turn to our next guest, who's a new staff member at LifeBank. Gordon, do you want to introduce our new chief operating officer? Yeah, so we're very fortunate to bring over Micah Davis, who was a past transplant administrator, both at the Cleveland Clinic and University Hospitals. And he came on uh, early March, and he's just getting his feet wet here. Uh, a great job. He's got a great team underneath him. And we're uh, expecting great things from him as we continue to push the envelope to save and heal more lives. So Mike is going to do a great job for us. Micah, welcome to Let's Talk About Life. We're so excited to have you in the hot seat for the first time. Can you tell us a little more about your background? Yeah, thank you, Colleen. And thank you, Gordon, for the introduction. I appreciate uh, the opportunity to be on the podcast, uh, my first podcast ever. So uh, uh, happy to be here and certainly happy to have joined LifeBank uh, as the Chief Operations Officer. As you heard from Gordon, have a history in uh, transplantation, uh, working with our, our local centers here in Cleveland, but also working in Chicago, and had the honor of being on our LifeBank board for several years uh, in my prior positions. So LifeBank's always uh, been part of my world and a really important part of our community and have been so blessed to be part of both transplantation and then the board and now uh, kind of full circle here on the donation side is really an awesome experience. And and really getting to, to connect my background and, and, as I mentioned, come full circle in terms of seeing both the recipient side and, and certainly the, the awe-inspiring work that, that happens in donation and really see the, what starts out as a, as a really difficult uh, episode for donors and, and their families and really to see such, such awesome opportunity come from that and, and, and really you know, fulfill 
uh, our mission both here at LifeBank, but I think, you know, kind of our global mission as uh, humans to, to keep giving and support each other and really pass on life as well as, you know, through uh, this podcast, pass on stories to celebrate those lives. Yeah, that's so important. So you really aren't new to the whole donation and transplant experience, obviously. What are you most excited about in your new role with LifeBank? You know, I'm really excited in this role to uh, really take my passion, which is obviously to support our mission. But I really think that we all have other passions, too, you know, whether that's data and analytics, which is part of my background and really looking at trends and opportunities. You know, we're such a data-driven society and really seeing really amazing news articles. And sometimes they, they challenge us and, and push us in, in new ways, but I really see those as opportunities and, and, and really trying to connect the data to see how we ultimately help more people and really help uh, donors maximize their gift. And I really take that as a, a privilege to really try to carry out someone's wishes it's always been really good, but, you know, we can always do better. We certainly want to help more people on, on the waiting list. And there certainly are ways to improve education, try to reach more people, uh, try to get more people to register. And then ultimately, how do we work with our transplant centers, which, again, that's where some of my strength and background is to collectively improve the results, both for their recipients, but also the process in general, because I think once people do make the great choice to become a donor or for their family member to be a donor, that they really would like to have as many opportunities and help as many people. And so that's really where we can tie in some of the data and really look at opportunities, look at best practices, try to make sure that we are as efficient and available to fulfill those wishes. That's right on track. It really is the best of humanity. And for our donor families to make that decision in a time of tragedy and help others, I think it is important that we track that, we look at new and better initiatives, and how not only can we support them, but then help those on the waiting list by new technologies and new ways of preserving organs, all kinds of things. So it's an exciting time to be in organ donation and transplantation. So we are celebrating our 100th episode of Let's Talk About Life. And you have an objective outsider opinion. Why do you think podcasts are important? And what do you see in the future of LifePeg podcasts and podcasts in general? I think what's most important is that we have to try as many different avenues to reach people. And I think podcasts is a really creative avenue to spread our message, but spread the stories, give information in a new format. I know podcasts have been around for a while, but it is something that's convenient that people can listen to in their car. They can listen to in, in small bites. It's not as taxing as, as reading because you can do it on the move, which is really helpful. That's when I find I, I listen to our podcast is typically in the car. You know, those of us that have an unfortunate commute, it's always a, a good time to do something constructive. But yeah, I, I think as we go forward, we just have to figure out different avenues and what people want to consume. And that's going to be different, whether that's social media or a blend. We'll always figure out how to explore that. But I think the fact that we're sitting here at the 100th episode is both exciting, but it also shows that there's some momentum there. And it's certainly something we want to keep fresh and have new content. But the reality is the stories never get old. 
I grew up in Dayton, Ohio. My dad was a, a newspaper writer. So we were always getting interviewed as kids. You know, I was never as good at it as he was, but, but he used to turn the table sometimes on us, which, which was fun. And, and we would interview him about his stories. But I do remember something my dad would always speak about. And he would always say, everyone's a story. And it's a story that wants to be told. And so I always thought that uh, was, was really interesting and uh, something that stuck with me. And, you know, I, I give you credit, Colleen, because it's really the, the reporter or, you know, the person that can pull those stories and get those stories out there. That's so impactful. And I think for what, for what we do and what we see with our donor families and the recipients and the caregivers that participate along the way is just some really phenomenal stories. and. You know, we can see ourselves in those stories or even if those things didn't happen to us, I think we all know it could. And I think that's where we make the connections and get more people to register or at least even start to have the conversations. You know, I always try to, as I'm doing something new or participating in something new, like a podcast, I was like, I wonder if my dad had any articles about organ donation. So it was interesting. I did go back and he had written uh, back in 1987 about an unfortunate event that happened in Dayton and, and uh, son had become an organ donor. And I was, I was looking at it. He put some stats in the paper, you know, 15,000 people waiting on the wait list. And then you fast forward to today and we're well over 100,000. So, you know, still an issue that still needs to be addressed. And in another article, uh, you know, he was mentioning that uh, at the time he went to renew his license and chose to be a, a donor. I can remember being little and seeing that on his license, seeing the heart on his license and was was always interesting, but he noted in the stat in 1978, when he went and renewed his license, the, the register told him, well, you know, only one in 10 people at the time were, were registered. So you look at that, I'm sure that's a, a pocket of information from Dayton, Ohio, but at the same point, fast forward, forward today, and, you know, we're much above 50%. So, you know, we're moving in the right direction, but still a lot of work to be done and a lot of stories to share. Yeah, we are moving in the right direction. It may be a little slow. But I think people understand, and as transplant went from something new to a commonplace a practice now, it's totally different than it was in 78. And people have seen the results of a donation and a transplantation. So hopefully uh, we can continue to move those numbers upward. Absolutely. I think as we look at just technology and what opportunities are there? You know, there, it's just a really exciting time. And I think as we think about, you know, content for podcasts as we go forward, I think people are really interested in the new technologies to maximize donation. We hear a lot of information about perfusion technologies. So those would be technologies that allow the organ uh, to be recovered from the donor and then go on a pump that actually not only allows more time to be allowed in the process to get that organ to the recipient, but it also allows time for that organ to recover post the surgical event. So, you know, those are really exciting. And I think it really will drive transplantation in general to allow those gifts to be received by more recipients and further away recipients. And that's definitely, I think, a piece that, that I really found interesting, you know, in listening to some of our podcasts, you know, stories really are all over the nation in terms of people experiencing this. And, and again, I, th I think that's a great opportunity to connect, but really to look at how far we've come. And it's really exciting to think how far we will go. And I think that's where we, we can all learn about donation. We can learn about the technologies that, that may excite you if that's what you're into. But 
at the same point, sharing that information and giving people the opportunity to learn more. And I think it provides ultimately the hope for those that are waiting that my call may come. There hopefully will be more organs available soon. And I'm hopeful for that too. I'm glad to be a part of it. Well, we'll continue working for that and spreading the word and sharing stories. It really is an honor and a privilege. Um, Everybody has, as you mentioned, their own story, but honoring those heroes that gave the gift of life and celebrating the recipients that received those gifts and then providing hope and healing to those on the waiting list really is our mission. It's something I've dedicated myself to, and I just, I'm so proud of what we do at LifeBank and so glad you're here to help us achieve those goals. Thank you, Colleen. I'm also glad to be here and look forward to all we can do together as a community. Thank you, Gordon and Mike Off, for making this episode so special. I'm so excited about the future. And before I wrap up this episode, I just want to take a second and thank you, the listener. We will continue to bring you poignant stories, new innovations, and updates about the life-saving mission of LifeBank. It has been an honor to produce each episode, truly. The power in this podcast is not only when you listen, but when you share it with your circle of family and friends. And if there's a topic that you want to hear from future episodes of Let's Talk About Life, please feel free to email us at info at lifebanc.org. We will certainly work on all requests. Again, thank you for listening and cheers to the next 100 episodes of Let's Talk About Life. We hope you found today's episode informative and inspirational. You know, you can save lives simply by going to lifebanc.org and registering your donation decision. You can catch Let's Talk About Life on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, but you can always find it at lifebank.org. We thank you for listening and we hope you come back next time. And come on, let's talk about life. Thank you for listening to Let's Talk About Life. If you have questions about today's podcast, reach out to us at info at lifebank.org. Take a few minutes to do something heroic and register to be an organ donor by saying yes at lifebank.org. Literally, someone's life is depending on it. <laughs>